As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. It is a bittersweet day because... While we are picking the most important bowl games, and by that I mean the Dukes-Mayo Bowl and some other games, it is the last time Ari, Nicole, and I will get together during the 2022 season to pick games. Guys, this this makes me sad. Are we not picking the title game? I mean, we're picking the title game, but are we going to get a whole show out of that? That's yeah. true. That's like 10 minutes. <laughs> I do. I, I don't know if it's just me, but I do feel moderately bad about that. I, I will say this is this experience as I as I look out on Mercedes Benz Stadium out my window on the fifty sixth floor of that beer can shaped hotel in Atlanta. Uh, this is the fastest hotel internet I've ever seen in my life, and I I know I, as I say that it'll probably blip out during the show, but I just want to say thank you to the to the fine folks at. Well, West you guys look perfect that. to me. Uh, not that you don't always, more, we, more especially in person, but on camera. I hear things good. I'm wearing a set of headphones. My dad bought in a bushel basket in a gas station. I'm ready to ride, baby. <laughs> right, right next to a bunch of XFL hats. Yes, that's exactly right. It so. is. It is fitting because, like, what it, you're not wearing one of your hotel hats, are you? Just a Travis Matthew hat. Yeah, I mean, oh. it would have been more fitting if it was like the White Lotus hat and then ten dollar headphones that are How the much, cheapest headphones you've ever worn. I'm gonna head over to. Uh, the Camelback in at some point in the next oh, few days. Should I just get a Camelback in hat or is that, that is like sports the, writer? Cool. That I was is say, sports all, writer. That all you it. need is a Camelback in hat and a CD wallet full of Bruce Springsteen discs. And that's the sports writer starter kit right there. <laughs> and a, a, a Medill crew neck. And, yeah, and, uh, exactly. and a, one of the Marriott <laughs> credit cards. Yeah. Yes. That's all you need. I've got a few. As, as, as a Medill grad, I, I could. <laughs> <laughs> That nobody, well, nobody as, listening as, to the show gets that joke. By the as way, as a Newhouse grad, I will digress. Oh, yes. Yeah, you no know, one, no one cares. No University one cares, of Florida School of Journalism, not named after anybody. So, as a as a graduate of the Aaron Andrews School of Journalism, because I'm sure she's going to get her name on it before I will. But you know, we 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 were the same class. Not if I have anything to say about it. Slightly different career trajectories, but we were the same class. So, guys, we got to pick some games though. And I am going to start again, as I said, with the most important game. Yes, do it. Do Maryland it. is a do one it. point dog to NC State in the Duke's Mayo Bowl. More importantly, Mike Loxley and Dave Doran have both agreed to take the Mayo bath if they win. Mike Loxley strikes me as someone who is very game for this sort of thing. Not Dave Doran. Okay, so... I need to go through my entire thought process about this exact dynamic because it was the first thing I thought of when we were getting the bowl pairings and assignments. I only cared that we were going to get people who are willing to have Mayo dumped on their head. Mike Loxley that night on selection Sunday night was like, yes, I'm down. Mm -hmm. I'm in. Didn't hear anything from Dave Doran for a while, which made me think, okay, they're going to have to get a player to do it or someone in the athletic Dave department. Dave Doran had somebody explain this to him and sat there for a bit. I, you know, like, I think that people do too many things just for content, but I would have loved someone to film that moment for a true reaction 
video from Dave Doran. They want me to do what? And then he said With yes. what? And then he said yes. And I love that so much because I want people who are going to go all into this or going to hate it. And oh, I think that we he's have gonna that. He's going to be so angry at whoever dumps the mail. And if no, they bonk him in the head like they did Shane Beamer last year, well, okay, so, so so one, I think they've learned from that. I think, you know, last year I did a story on the mayo bath and they worried about the consistency of the mayo, how liquidy it would be. They added some water. They did some test runs. This year, I think we've learned about the weight of the mayo tub and making sure it's high enough so you do not accidentally concuss the coach. I think also they should make sure that no one is wearing a hat. I felt, and I've told Shane oh. this, I feel like that was a little bit cheating to create a barrier between your head and the mayo. Shane's no dummy. No, I know, I know, and he hates mayo, so that was Sha- part of... Shane had Dak Joyner in his back pocket for that game. He's like, you remember how we recruited him? Well, remember how Will Muschamp recruited him as a quarterback? Yeah, he can still play quarterback that a was an amazing. Sorry, that back. was an amazing bowl game experience, actually. Like, that's what we want in these bowl games, is weird stuff like that. Um, a, a couple other quick mayo bowl thoughts um, that have nothing to do with the actual game. So, again, I think other things we've learned probably want players to to lift it. It does does look heavy. I think they'll get a better angle on their coach's head if they do it that way. And also, sources close to the Mayo Ball, Mayo Ball have informed me that there is definitely a chance that if it's Maryland who wins the game, there will be Old Bay in the Mayo, which <laughs> is perfect. So, and Andy, would you rather eat a few spoonfuls of mayonnaise or be dumped with the mayo bowl Ooh, uh, good bath, but you can't I, wear a hat. I think the bath would be easier for me, to be honest. I, no hat, though. Yeah, I mean, the smell's probably going to make me projectile vomit. We know if I put a spoonful in my mouth, I will projectile vomit. We've seen that on the show. This is how I feel. I'm, I'm picturing cottage cheese in the same situation. I would also rather it be dumped on my head. Yeah. Yeah, so you'd rather you be like it. take a bath. You don't have to. Of, you don't have yeah. to taste it and eat it like that. Yeah, you don't. Have, it doesn't have to go in your mouth. It can yeah. like you can you can close your mouth, breathe through your nose, or like just try not to breathe for a minute, and it will be past you. I I just think it's it would be worse to have to to eat something. But I, I do think that this is potentially going to be an interesting game too. I mean, yeah. I like when we get matchups that we lost due to realignment. So. I do like that it's two former ACC opponents. I, I also think both teams care and are going to try to win the game. And we've talked about that a lot on this pod, but motivation, it matters. Mm-hmm. So uh, MJ Morris, totally healthy, according to Dave Doran. So you got MJ Morris or Ben Finley starting for the Wolfpack, obviously, Tulia, uh, Tonga Vailoa for, for Maryland. But he will be missing Rock yeah. Jarrett and Jacob Copeland, who have opted out of this game. I just don't know how Maryland's offense functions without those two guys. That's my concern there, especially against this defense. I, I Watching NC State against North Carolina with Ben Finley, I, I felt like they they moved the ball adequately. I I, I mean, again, that's... I, I think MJ Morris, they've, they've, oh, they've yeah. also looked good with him. I mean, I actually think that was one of... They were one of the more interesting teams because I thought they were going to just completely fall off after Devin Leary got hurt, and... We saw, what, four different quarterbacks for them this season? Yes, four. Um, and, and they still righted the ship. They still finished strong. Again, I think we'll learn, depending on how they come out in this game and how focused they are, this is really a direct correlation to how much Dave Doran wants Mayo on his head. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm all over NC State. I, I, I want NC State to win this game so badly because I want to see if Dave Doran, how he handles that Mayo bath because I still think he's going to want to punch somebody. Even though he's agreed to this, he he. The, we have seen him let loose after a win, though, like the cigars after beating Clemson. Oh, yeah. Like it is possible that he leans into this. Well, and and he will. That that is the one thing you're right about, Dave Doran. After they beat North Carolina, he'll always that he too. always has something that loaded too. up to mm-hmm. say. And that when that bowl game stuff happened, and that, remember this team was robbed of its bowl game last year. That's when UCLA was like, "Oops, I realize it's like three hours before the game, but we can't make it." We can't play. So, you know, this is this is a game that NC State has has earned, even if it's not across the country and just close to home and against Maryland. I will I am taking the wolf pack. I want to see Dave Doran get get the the Mayo bath and I want to know what he has to say about it. Cause you're right. 
Nicole, this is one where Dave Doran will have a, a one-liner loaded up, which is just jarring coming from him. So he covered Mayo in saying something very strong, and, and I, I'm, I'm here for that. Speaking of coaches in the ACC with very strong opinions, we go to Pat Narduzzi's Pittsburgh Panthers, who will not look anything like the team that actually took the field in the 2022 season playing against UCLA, which kind of won't look like it either. The good news is we know that the pit players did make it because they, they hitched a ride. The UTEP basketball coach gave three pit players a ride. Joe Golding is Sonny Dykes' brother-in-law as well. Fun facts. But I love this story. To me, this is the perfect postseason, bowl season type story where you're at the rental car booth. Flights are canceled. You recognize... I mean, that there are it's pit the scene players from home alone where John Candy comes yes. up to Kevin's mom. Yes. And we've all been at airports when you see someone with team gear, you can figure it out, right? He figures out that their pit football players need to get to El Paso. He's going to El Paso. They try to rent a car. They give him a minivan. The football players can't fit. So they had to get a different rental car. And then they drive nine hours through the night together. I love it. It's it's amazing. I I, I just wish that they were playing polka music in the back. That but it was it was Golding and his kids, his wife and kids. So I, I would imagine they got like a Suburban. And what a ride that must have been. I The snack, because obviously they're, they're driving through Texas. So Ari, I think we can be certain there was a Bucky stop. I mean, I'm trying to think of what highway that would be on. Because you go through the wrong parts of Texas, you can miss it entirely. Mm. I don't think that I, I think because they're going through the Metroplex at first, they're they're probably hitting one before they even get out. Yeah, there. yeah. Uh, so when I went on a nine-hour road trip with Andy, we lived one Bucky stop at a time. So I, I hope for their sakes that they were able to do that. Um, yeah, this sport is uh, unlike any other one. You don't so ever. UCLA is a five and a half point favorite. Jake Bobo's playing. Chip Kelly said that Dorian Thompson Robinson is, is quote unquote on track to play. The, the UCLA team will look a lot more similar to, to UCLA than, than this Pitt team will look to what we saw from Pitt. I'm going to go with UCLA because I honestly don't know what, what Pitt's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 feel, I feel similar. We've also – I'm going to be very interested to see how the Pac-12 teams do in their bowl matchups in general because I really do believe that the middle to top part of that conference was much improved. Was very we saw good. it yeah. with the quarterbacks. But the defenses were suspect across the board mm. and UCLA is one. But but Pitt was one of the more disappointing teams in the country this year. Yeah. Um still a revolving door at the quarterback spot. So I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I want to go with UCLA, but I also am going to be keeping tabs on on the Pac 12 bowl record. Yeah, this yeah, is the be- perfect opportunity for us to say whether or not UC- USC was uh, ever a legitimate candidate when we watch all the Pac-12 teams go up against co- top competition. I hate that conversation. I think it's really stupid, and uh, I hope that we don't have I have a have hard time play. having that conversation during the bowl season just because the questions of motivation for various teams, and then like in this situation where we don't even know, this is not the Pitt team that played this season, so it's, it's very hard to judge. Well, so I, I, well I don't... I, I don't think we should make sweeping comments where like whenever the Pac-12 went like one and eight and we were just like, oh, my God, you know, like I, yeah. I don't think it's that. But I am interested, you know, like obviously the Oregon State Florida game, right? Like we know right. what Oregon happened State there. We expected that, that they looked great in that game. It was to get to 10 wins. Um, and then we see, you know, Washington State fall flat. I'm interested. I'm just interested. To if see UCLA how these teams beats look. Pittsburgh by 30, does it tell you more about the Pac-12, or is it completely irrelevant because of who they're playing? I don't. I don't think it tells you much in this specific instance because of this. No, but I think I think it's interesting, and I think it validates some things we felt about U- UCLA. Yeah, I I think UCLA made a, a big step forward this year because I listen. Yeah, I do too. I was I was very vocal in doubting Chip Kelly after the first couple of years. I didn't know that he'd be able to find it again. And he has. And and I look at them as a team that that would could potentially be competitive again in the Pac twelve. And then now they're going to the Big Ten. And you know what? Maybe they're gonna be able to get a, a, a roster that can compete in the Big Ten. We'll we'll see. But you know, they they just got a blue chip quarterback. Stars matter, Ari. Five-star quarterbacks from Michigan tend to perform well in the Big Ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to see how that all plays out, and I'm wondering if that'll, 
you know, lead a charge to a program that has been uh, not that effective in the recruiting world. I hope it, it it's the no, next it's, thing that helps them it, get to it, where they need to go. Yeah, the the Jim Mora era, they they would get some dudes. Like some of the very, they you know, should be getting at least three or four legitimate dudes a cycle, but that's a conversation for Stars Matter, which just published uh, yesterday. So go listen to it. That's right. Everybody go listen to Stars Matter with Mitch Light and Ari Wasserman. Uh, Ari, if you want me to bother Mitch during the Peach Bowl, I'd be happy to. He's going to be there. So yeah, you can give him uh, flack for not being able to edit whatever story I run from the previous game. So awesome. I'm happy that he's going, so he doesn't have to edit my stories. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Very interesting game in our next one. Notre Dame is a two and a half point favorite against South Carolina in the Gator Bowl. The quarterback situation for this thing is fascinating. Spencer Rattler is playing for the Gamecocks. Spencer Rattler torched Tennessee, torched Clemson, has not said what he's going to do after this game. There's a, I, I think there's a chance if he plays really well in this game, you see him into the draft. Because he's looking at the draft class going, huh. And also, who on earth is betting against South Carolina right now? Well, exactly. But Notre Dame, Tyler Buckner starting at quarterback for the Irish. The original starting quarterback from this season who got hurt was replaced by Drew Pine. Marcus Freeman tells the quarterbacks, hey, guys, uh, I'm going in the portal to get somebody. Drew Pine goes to Arizona State. Sam Hartman is probably headed to Notre Dame. So... It's going to be wild. I, I don't know. This is this is a last hoorah for this Notre Dame offense here. Uh, there is well, one they, important opt-out here that you haven't mentioned. Oh, go for it. The entire Notre Dame offense is not playing, which that. is tight end Michael Mayer. <laughs> so good luck yeah. with that. Give me the Gamecocks, please. <laughs> same, same. And, um, you know, Andy, you mentioned like, oh, this is the last hurrah for, for that offense. I mean – they need to turn the page from from that. I mean, like it, it were, they were limited; they couldn't do much. Yeah. To Ari's point. I mean, when your tight end's your best player and it's only him, it doesn't mm-hmm. really help him do a lot of things when you don't have other threats. Um, so I, I'm with you guys in South Carolina. Going back to the Mayo Bowl, so far there is a track record of teams that have won the Mayo Bowl, let their head coach get dumped in Mayo, and then beat two top ten teams the following season. So I just mm-hmm. think that there's that might touch. Yes, there's yeah. a one year streak of this. I and think the that fact that it was in consecutive over. weeks too, like that's the thing. It was like they're incredible, actually. Like it, it's it, an it everybody was, love everybody moment, guys. Let's that's like, the thing. Yeah. If I'm Spencer Rattler and I know what my arm is and I've seen myself throw, and I throw for like 350 in this game and look good, I'm going okay. Maybe I'm not getting picked ahead of Bryce Young, and maybe I'm not getting picked ahead of C.J. Stroud or Will Levis. But I could damn sure get picked ahead of everybody else. He'd be a good yeah, tester not, too, wouldn't he? Probably. Like the raw raw skills, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yep. I'm with you guys. I mean, I was just starting to poke around on the on the draft and in some of those projections, and woof, you are correct about this quarterback. Class. Exactly. Not I mean, Hendon Hooker is probably the the next tier down of the guys that have actually declared. But there were a lot of guys that that could have gone out that decided to come back yep. because they got good NIL deals. I mean, Sam Hartman is, is just the latest of that. Sam Hartman was planning to go to the draft and then got quite a bit of interest in the NIL space from various collectives and realized, Oh, you know what? 
I can go have another good year, make well, similar money to what I'd be guaranteed, and maybe raise my draft stock. That well, the the, the draft stock question's the more interesting one. I know we're gonna pick games, and Wake has already played this season, and he's finished his career there. But don't you think that Sam Hartman also needs to prove that he can? play quarterback in a different system i mean like wake is a system when you, when you talk about like system quarterbacks offense. but it's yeah. very unique the slow match yeah. and the whole way it works like i i do think that there is benefit for him playing in a different offensive system to show that to yeah scouts. and a good year at notre dame will show that and i i i yes. think sam hartman is going to be on the chase daniel multi 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 years in the nfl plan i i have a lot of faith in that but if you can get more money for one year, then you'd be guaranteed based on your draft projection. The smartest that, employee in NFL it. history? Chase, Chase Daniel. Daniel. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> no, he knows exactly what he's doing. His, his whole ethos is, what can I do to help make the starting quarterback's job easier? Like the, the, yeah. the, He comes in and he's like, I'm not here to take your job, dude. I'm here to make your job. Meanwhile, he's, he's made a crap ton of money in the process exactly deep i'm gonna take the gamecocks in this game too just because uh, yeah i don't know what notre dame's gonna be we move on to one of the uh one of the rare non-espn games now we had one the the sun bowl is on cbs the oh we haven't been doing our sponsor thing because we spent it all on the mayo bowl uh the sun bowl is tony the tiger everybody loves frosted flakes they're great uh the gator bowl is tax slayer which is uh Tax preparation service was our second one of those. The bigger, the better the teams that play in the game, the more self-explanatory the sponsors are. Have you noticed? <laughs> it does seem like that. Uh, Wyoming, a one-point underdog to Ohio in the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl. We know who's sponsoring that. That one uh, is an easy one to figure out as well. Yes. Uh, this is the first time this game is going to get played. It was supposed to get played last year, but remember – was it Central Michigan dipped out when the Sun Bowl needed a team? And so they just like, ah, peace out, bye. So now, now we get the Cowboys and the Bobcats. I don't know what's going to happen in this game. <laughs> it's going to be on the internet. I'll be curious to see how many people watch because their metrics are not, they're obviously not looking for as many viewers as ESPN. Listen, would be. guys, anybody who, I don't think anybody watched more action than I did this yeah, year yeah. for obvious reasons. And, Curtis Rourke, Ohio's quarterback, can oh, sling he, it, dude. Yeah, and he the, the the gambling community loves Curtis Rourke. He is by far their favorite Canadian. He is a uh, he is very lucrative for some pe- certain people. I feel like the a Mac game ones. is going to a, a Mac game is going to break out here. I think that would be fun. I I could live with that. I could live, you know, I could live with a 45 to, to 43 game that ends when a, a team fails to convert a two point conversion because they don't want to go to overtime and miss their flight. Yeah. The thing about the Mac game is, is it a high scoring game or is it a grab ass filled game? Like what makes a Mac game? Both. It, you because want- like Wyoming, from what I remember this year, wasn't necessarily a, a very prolific offensive team. So, no. you know, but if they're playing a Mac defense, then maybe, you know, the, the touchdowns will fly. Um, I like Ohio in this game. I think Ohio's a better overall team from what I saw this year. Yeah, Wyoming was a team that lost so much to the portal last year offensively. Did they lose Remember, like 30% of their roster last year? Yeah, like Wait, both is, quarterbacks guys, who played in the bowl game dipped out. Is 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 Curtis Rourke playing in this game? Oh, that would change things. That would change everything. Yeah, guys, he has a, it was a season-ending ACL oh. in the second okay. last there we game. Go. Give me Wyoming. <laughs> <laughs> that is bad. That does change things. I'm still going to take the Bobcats, though. Yeah, you can't change. Your, you I'm can't also, change your mind now. I I flipped. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bobcats too. Let give me the Mac. All right, let's. All right, the Trans Perfect Music City Bowl, the game that we've been waiting for. We're, we're doing this game these games in a in a different order than we've been going chronologically. I'm going all the way through the non New Year Six. Then we get to the New Year's Six. Then we get to the playoff games. We are now at the Music City Bowl. What do we think TransPerfect does? No clue. Something with transactions, online transactions. Like is it? Is it? Uh, I think it's Freight uh, Trucking Company. That would be a good guess. 
but I'm they wrong. specialize in solutions, technology, and industries. Translation, website, app localization, multilingual, creative, and more. Uh, you can simplify multilingual content management with Global Link technology. Translation, I don't know what they do. I can't describe what they do. It does my favorite like thing in the entire world. The entire point of sponsorship is to get people to look you up, and then when they do, they don't understand your explanation. So why are you spending the money? I, I have no idea. Translations. I'm looking maybe. at their family of companies, and I I don't recognize a single one of these. So, is one of them Taco Bell? <laughs> no, <laughs> but at, at TransPerfect, we have more than 30 years' experience helping organizations connect with their audience in any language. As Nicole said, translations they yes, they help you. Communicate. Oh, it's translator. Good job. This is. That is confusing, though. No. What and did you it think it might be, Ari? Transatlantic busing. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, this, of course, confusing. This, of course, is the best game of bowl season. Iowa is somehow a two-and-a-half-point favorite against Kentucky. That's a We're little over a safety for, for the Iowa fans listening. A little over a safety. <laughs> I don't understand how a human being could possibly lay points in a game where points might not be scored. Like, like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't know. Points are I, a premium. Two points is like a 14 nothing lead right out of the gate, in my opinion. That's 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 why this is going to be such an interesting game, because can't take anything for granted. No one knows. How are you ready for the Joe Lavis era to begin in Iowa City and then end when the Cade McNamara era begins with the season opener next year? I am very curious how points are scored. This is going to be an all-time box. Will score, Levis guys. isn't playing. Chris Rodriguez isn't playing. There's like a ton of a ton of opt-outs on the Iowa side too, right? Well, yeah, and, and yeah, there's some, there's some, yeah. The weather's supposed to be terrible. Like the, the, every single thing that would impact a person's decision to bet an under is happening in this game, and that hasn't even taken into account that Iowa's involved. But but you have to. Destin Wade, by the way, will be Kentucky's starter. You have to pick a, a winner first or a point spread winner first before we get to the total. I know what we're all going to say for the total. I mean, I don't know. I think Iowa could win four to two. <laughs> I also think I'm going to go Iowa. They were, they were, if Iowa wins four to two, Kentucky covers. Do you think we, Iowa we could win six? Iowa's going to win six to two, cover, and no field goals or touchdowns. Hmm. I hope it's I'm like looking at Kentucky's two. depth chart for this game that they put out this week. Most of their defense is playing. Yeah, and isn't Def- most of all- defenses are not the both issue. Both defenses are playing. I think. I believe so. Oh. That's yeah, why it's going to if- end up eight to two. Yeah, Iowa's whole offense is playing, which is the bad news. And the good news is, well, except for the quarterbacks, which might help. Which, yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad news. And then. Um, the two best players on Kentucky's offense aren't playing. So the fact is, you know, I, for whatever reason, and you tell me, Nicole, cause you, I like, I'm always a sucker for thinking that Iowa's going to cover like every week. I always feel like they're going to figure it out. Wait a second. Give me Have Iowa in the over, baby. Wait, wait, wait. Have you seen this from the, the daily over? Iowan? I can't tell if this is a, if this is a this is not an April Fool's story because it came out of December twenty second. It's Dateline Nashville by Chloe Peterson from the Sports Center of Daily Iowan. Sam Laporta will be the emergency backup quarterback for the Hawkeyes. So that might be an upgrade, and I think we should try it. Sam Laporta running the Wildcat. Let's do it. Why not? Wow. <laughs> I, I already I made think, up my decision. Think, I'm taking Iowa think, in the over. I think Scott Dockerman might have even posted a video of him working as Wildcat in practice at the bowl game. Um, I am. I don't know why you're taking the over. I would take Iowa and the under. Because the the under has been hit by everybody. Oh, and here's the, every here, single uh, thing I that's happened yeah. to the under. A photo of Iowa running the read option with Sam Laporte. What if this works? What if they score like 50 points? I, and Kirk Ferentz is like. We're scrapping the whole old offense. That sucked. Let's and do it was this all now. Brian Ferentz's brainchild. Who knew? You know, like this. This has potential to get weird. It already did. This was already must see TV. This is going to be the number one 
uh, screen of whatever is happening at the same time. Isn't this the lead into the play playoff games? Like this game? Yes, it is one of them. Love that. Love that. For yeah. us. This is, well, this is also it'll the, be the, the main the preamble too for everybody listening to this podcast is waiting to get to the big time games because I'm I'm chomping I'm chomping. Well, at get, the bit. give me give me Iowa to cover, but the more important thing, the numbers thirty one. I'm taking the over. You both are taking the over here? Wow. Give me give me the new Iowa read option offense. It's really not that many points. I it's know, not. I know. We go through this every time. It's like a record setting low. Um, Let's do a group I'm parlay. Gonna go, I'm going to go All under. Three of us. What, it, what is our group parlay of? Iowa and the Something? over. You just, oh. Iowa and the over. You don't right, fine. Probably fine. Fine. I'll, go, I'll go in with you. I'll you don't want to ring in the new guys. year with Iowa and the over? Could you imagine? If you hit that you bet, guys, what the tone that sets for the entire 2023 calendar year? It sure would. It's very I, different from, from the calendar past. So, all right, I'll go with you guys. We'll all go in the parlay together. All right. Iowa and the over, which guarantees Kentucky the under will hit. Andy, are you going to make place your first uh, college football bet with actual money? We'll are see. You, are you in? Because I'll put it in right now. <laughs> we, we, we shall see. All right, Mississippi State is a one-point favorite against Illinois in the ReliQuest Bowl. No jokes about this one, obviously. This is a tough spot for everybody. The the Mississippi State players wanted to play to honor Mike Leach. Zach Arnett has been elevated to head coach already. They're they're moving forward. I don't know what it means for the game. You know, Mike Leach called the plays, so they've got to have somebody else doing that. And you know, it they have. They have most – they had a couple receivers hit the portal. Ra-Ra Thomas is already committed to Georgia. But – and then obviously one of, their, one of their running backs hit the portal very vocally. Uh, and mm-hmm. then you've got Illinois. Chase Brown has declared for the draft. He's opted out of this game, correct? Yes. That's right. Yes. Yep. So I don't know who's going to win this game. I, I think this is going to be – I think Illinois is is going to be a pretty good defense against that offense. I, I think they're very disciplined, and you have to be very disciplined against the air raid. You have to keep everything in front of you, tackle the guy as soon as he catches the ball. And if you do that, you keep the score down, and you give yourself a chance. I kind of like Illinois in this game. Um, I'm not. I'm not fading Mississippi State. No, right you think now. they they win. To honor just, Mike Leach, that that was. Yeah, I want to honor I, Mike I, Leach. I I'm not, I, yeah, I'm going to honor him. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. I I I think they're I think they're going to win. I think it's going to be emotional. Um, so yeah, that's where I am on that too. All right, one more before we get to New Year's Six. We go to Jam Lando. LSU is a 14 and a half point favorite against Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. This kind of feels like LSU's springboard to 2023. Meanwhile, Purdue, Ryan Walters has been hired as head coach, but he hasn't, he's not pulling a Luke Fickle and, and actually coaching the team. So I can see exactly why Vegas feels this way. I, I, I'm, I'm fine with LSU by two touchdowns or more. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, it, yeah but guys, you guys are discounting the Drew Brees coaching factor. He's that's coaching. That's true. You're right. Purdue, I am. Give in me LSU. Their prep. <laughs> He's recruiting for Purdue in their. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'll, I'll take Brian Kelly coaching for LSU with most of his offense and defense. Drew Trace is a hell of a quarterback. Doesn't mean uh, he's a better coach than Brian Kelly. Listen, we've and we've been too unanimous. Coach. Yeah, we've been too unanimous on stuff. So I'll take Purdue here. What is a lot of points? Like, there's a there's a possibility. It is a lot Purdue of points. That's what that's yeah. what I, that's what I'm saying. I think it's a lot of points. All right, this one's a weird one because. USC's got a lot of players hurt, but Tulane, this is everything for them. Everything. Is Caleb Williams playing in this game? They are making it sound that way, though I don't believe we've gotten... We don't know definitively. definitively. So which... Let's assuming that Caleb Williams plays who has a better quarterback on on the field. Caleb Williams. USC does. <laughs> I just wanted to give some shine to Tulane for retaining their outstanding young quarterback in Pratt. Um, and will give us something exciting to talk about next year, too. Um, I feel bad for USC fans a little bit. I feel bad for myself and the bet that we made. But 
you go from being two quarters away <laughs> from uh, two quarters Sorry. away from potentially making the playoff too. to now now playing in a game against Tulane. It's just there's no winning here, and and Caleb Williams has nothing to gain whatsoever, in my opinion, in playing right. in it. So you could uh, win by two touchdowns, and they're like, yeah, you were supposed to beat Tulane by two touchdowns, but if you lose yep. to Tulane, it's like, oh god, the world's ending. Yeah, yeah no- and I mean, and the, your best player uh, who was hurt. And was the reason why you probably didn't beat Utah, though I think there's some debate about whether or not they still would have lost. Um, is coming back next year to try to, you know, he won the Heisman and now he's going to try to get him over the hump a year a year from now. Shouldn't even play. Like, we got to have – Yeah. should we talk about, like, mid-career opt-outs or is that stupid? So we're, are we supposed to start the Jadavian Clowney conversation now? Yeah, for, I was going to say, Williams? like for the whole season, he shouldn't play. Or you're saying he I'm saying he should he should opt out for this game and play next year, or you oh, know you could already make the different. case that he could opt out for opt out for next year. But I don't want that's not fun. This is the bowl podcast. We don't want to do that. I just don't think he should. No, play no, in no. This game. I think I think that's fair. well. He, when you're coming back from injury, I just don't. I don't think you should you should push it for. A you game have nothing like to this. win. And, you have nothing really to gain as a player for playing. No, it. and and this is one of the teams. I mean, how many times have we seen this? Like this was a team because of the way they were playing, where they were positioned at the end of the year. This is a disappointment because it was playoff right. or bust. It didn't start the season didn't start that way, but it ended that way. So I'm going to lane here. Um, motivation is a big deal. It's a big deal for them. They did step up. They kept their coach. They kept the quarterback. They are, I think, very well positioned in a conference where they're losing Cincinnati and UCF and Houston to the big 12. Um, I'm very interested to see what happens with, with programs in the, what we call the group of five, maybe group of five goes away. If they can become playoff mainstays and they expand a playoff with access to this thing. So I'm intrigued by all of that. I think it's a big deal that they kept their coach and the quarterback. And I, I just think they're going to, this matters quite a bit and, and they're going to play like that. And I'm with you totally. I don't think if you're USC, I don't think you rush anything. I don't think you make Caleb play. You let him have his off season and, and come all the way back in the spring. I, there's, there's no reason for USC to risk anything. And I also just think that they had their super bowl and, and they lost it in the Pac-12 championship game. So this is just, it's, it's an obvious letdown. I'm still taking USC in this game. They only got to cover two and a half. Caleb Williams may play according to Lincoln Riley. I realize they're still, they're still down a lot of good players, but I, I, I still think, they have enough talent to win this game. I think the Clay Helton era USC teams had enough talent to win this game. So I think I'm, I'm going to take them. I'm, I'm good with that. We'll be right back after these words. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. We move to the orangest orange bowl in orange bowl history. Oh, we didn't do our... Oh, we got to go back to sponsors. The Cheese at Citrus Bowl... Both bowls in Orlando sponsored by Cheez-It. They've got the Cheez-It hotel rooms. We learned this week that it is one, one Cheez-It, singular is a Cheez-It, but multiples of that snack are not called Cheez-Its. They are called Cheez-It crackers. We also learned that if you live in one of the Cheez-It rooms this week, mm-hmm. you have to wake up to an alarm clock that screams, I'm wake up feeling the cheesiest. <laughs> I woke up feeling the cheesiest coach. Stupidest <laughs> commercial in college football. Very catchy. They've been they've been using it for four years, but at least I know what it's for. Not like the stupid one that uses Magic Carpet Ride by Steppenwolf, which yeah. I've I've been told is for Goodyear. It does not make me want to buy tires or care anything about Goodyear. So, so wait, I'm sorry. Is the Orange Bowl sponsored by Cheez It? No, just that that that's the uh, the. I the, just assume that yeah. something this orange with two teams this orange that there would <sighs> no. be Cheez-Its involved. Capital I'm sorry. One sponsoring the Orange Bowl. Okay, well that makes me a little bit sad. I, now that there's multiple Cheez-It bowls, I just assume that that there's more. Oh, of them. guess who sponsors the Cotton Bowl? Goodyear. 
There you go. Hey, we know I, what you I do. You make that. tires, but you don't do. make commercials that make me think about tires. So too bad. All right. Capital One. So Jennifer Garner is sponsoring the Orange Bowl. That's great. Clemson in their orange. Tennessee in their orange. Clemson is a five and a half point favorite. Joe Milton starting for the Vols at QB. Everybody gets to experience the Joe Milton experience again. If you're not a Michigan fan or, or didn't watch the Big Ten in 2020, you may not have recalled what that looks like, but in pregame warmups, he will look like the greatest quarterback you've ever seen. There may not be a lot of touch on the ball once the game begins. That Give me a Tennessee. A I'm here for the laser show. <laughs> uh, give me Clemson. I'm here for the Cade Klubnik show. It is yeah, his first. I'm really first torn on this. How much does Dabo just get killed if Klubnik comes out and, and is like 21 of 24 he for 390 was. yards? He already was the ACC championship game. Everyone was like, did you just play the wrong quarterback all season? The, oh, the yeah. in the barn. When that discussion happened, I couldn't have been happier to be me at that point. Uh, <laughs> Are you? No, I'm just saying, like, I, I was like the only human being that was having this discussion of two, two and a half months ago. So, you know, we're not the only human we had. We talked about it on the show constantly. That's what I'm saying. But I'm the reason why it happened. And you call me a moron. Oh You're the reason God. why I didn't call you a moron. I just said Dabo's sticking with DJ. Like it was clear after the Syracuse game, he was not going to Cade. Should he have gone to Cade? Yeah. Back? In in hindsight? Yeah, probably. But Cade didn't really show anything against Syracuse. He he was also put in bad positions when he was being plugged into Not against Syracuse, but against Notre Dame, he certainly against was. Against Notre Dame, yes. But yeah. I, in general, I mean, like, if you want to play that quarterback, you handle the whole situation differently. He didn't want to. If Dabo play. Sweeney started the season with Cade Klubnick as QB1 in fall camp. They're in the playoff. They're in the playoff. And that's like, you know, I was having this discussion with a friend the other day. And you guys see what, obviously, what Brock Purdy is doing. Yep. The 49ers, right? And I thought that this is such an interesting thought process as it pertains to college football and the NFL of if Trey Lance didn't get hurt and Jimmy Garoppolo didn't get hurt, this man would never see a snap on the field this year, right? He comes in and what's he? Is he 3-0 now or 4-0? I think he's 3-0. And he plays very well and there's some discussion right now about his placement in the franchise's future. And it took two players to get injured in order for the coaching staff to give him his shot because they had no choice. And you see this. Why are these coaches who are making in between 8 and $12 million a year unable to identify what they have on their roster until they play? Like, what? Like, is it a gamer thing? Is it a lack of reps thing in practice? Well, because you, you covered Urban Meyer continuing to start. Yeah, JT no, I Barrett. know he's absolutely in. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's an, it's an epidemic. What needs to happen for coaches who who are in practice every day to identify that Brock Purdy is good? Well, it's Brock, it's strange to me. Brock Purdy started as a freshman, dude. I mean, no, he, I'm he, talking about in the NFL. In the like NFL. In, oh. in the NFL, he never oh. would have gotten a shot, and there's a chance he might be better than both of them. I don't know that he's better than both. Yeah, of them. I don't. I don't he's, know. he's got a like. Here's the thing. Being the quarterback of the 49ers is probably the, the easiest of the quarterback jobs in the NFL because you have an incredible offensive line, maybe the best left tackle in the game. You have a, a weapon in the backfield. You did have two weapons in the backfield you before Debo got. You had two very dynamic yeah, right. and versatile weapons. And, and you've got Kittle and you've got Brandon Ayuk. And you but have this isn't so the only example of this. Disposal. No, Ari, I, I know what you're like saying. The, I, like I do the, think... I think that some of this comes down to seniority and the leadership stuff, the experience, game reps. Like a lot of people do, they value those things. How many times or, on this podcast, though, Nicole, Andy, have we said that Dabo Sweeney is the best or one of the best talent evaluating coaches in college football? Why did right. he fail to evaluate the talent on his roster? Well, and it's interesting because he's had, he's been in such a situation three times, and he's Usually, made. The, the correct right move yep. at the right time only once. He made it too late twice. He he went to Deshaun Watson one game too late, or actually one quarter too late in 2014, and it cost him the ACC title. Like That's if Deshaun true. Watson starts against Florida State in 2014, That's true. they win the ACC. And Trevor, then correct. Trevor was the correct time and the correct choice, and, and it all worked out. And then this one, he didn't make. Okay, the here choice. here's another hypothetical. 
uh, the weird COVID season where there were a lot of weird results. Now mm-hmm. looking back a couple seasons out, if DJ doesn't play the way that he did against Notre Dame, mm. then doesn't all of this go differently? Because then doesn't he get benched last season? He, yeah, right. He may not be the assumed star going Coming into, into the 21 season. But this season. is this 22. is the whole thing. It's just like, watch the tape, be the coach of the program, collect your eight million bucks and evaluate your roster properly, regardless of the outcomes of games. Like, that's yeah. the thing that's like crazy to me. And Dabo's not the only one. I, I covered a program for 10 years under Urban Meyer that had a hard time playing their best players at multiple positions. The quarterback one is the one that we just talk about the most. And it's just... You know, to me, it's like, I feel like that's square one. So, you know, I know seniority and locker room relationships and you don't want to split the locker room and all the, all the stuff that everybody says all the time. But sometimes, um, you know, I think it would just be as simple as telling everybody uh, when they're recruited and when they're on the team, that the best player on the field will play regardless of how old they are. And that being the expectation in your program. And who does that sound kind of like? Kirby Smart, Nick Saban. And who are the most successful teams in the country? Georgia and Alabama. Okay, uh, so I don't know who's going to win this football game. Um, give me the the laser show, even though I can't wait to see Cade Klubnik throw uh, for 674 yards and six touchdowns in this game. And then next year, maybe Clemson will be back in the playoff. Maybe I, I'm going to take I'm going to take Clemson to cover in this game. I'm, I'm taking Clemson. I just want to bet on Joe Milton. Give me, give me. Go ahead. That's fine. You're welcome to. You're <laughs> I might actually do it in real life too because I, I want to feel like, the sweat. I would really like to see Joe Milton blossom and be that guy next year and have a great year. I think that'd be really cool. Is Joe Milton a comparable to DJ at all? Or is that just me making a stretch? No, Anthony Richardson would be the more accurate comparison. I think. Yeah. Um, Okay. So now, you know, here, here's a stars matter thing for you, Ari, you know, who is playing Cade Klubnik at Clemson's practices. Who's that? Or at Tennessee's practices. Nico Ayamaleava. Oh yeah. I should have known that. Yeah. You mean the good quarterback with a good arm? Yeah. Hey, Nico may have a shot next year. Let's just say that. Yeah, I'm a, well, hey, it's cool that he's he's playing. Yeah. We move on to the Sugar Bowl. This one's sponsored by Allstate. I will. I've I've criticized some some commercials, and Lord knows we see enough insurance commercials. But I will say the Allstate Mayhem commercials are spectacular. I love them so much. I still laugh every time when the Pee Wee football team is in the car and he's like, we are small, but we are mighty annoying. Mm-hmm. And then the mom just falls asleep and crashes into another car. Um, how quickly do we all just say Alabama and then move on to the playoff? Is it, is it that simple for you guys? Or well, we have the to do the Rose one? bowl, but yeah, yeah. I do want oh. to, I do want okay. to talk about the Rose bowl, but uh, my one, my one quick question is, um, do you think that Bryce young, Will Anderson, et cetera, are, you think they're going to play the whole game? I think they're going to play as long as the game's, competitive which yeah, could be the entire game, game. very much be, the whole uh, game yeah okay uh so. yeah I, I also uh if, if those guys are playing i'm taking alabama uh, I, i'm excited to see them play one more time i think k-state's gonna give alabama a very good game regardless Same. of those guys playing i think this is very important for k-state and k-state is a very disciplined team mm-hmm. I, i'm excited to see what they can do with a month of prep for alabama and they this do is, have the advantage in the give a give a crap factor there too and you might yeah, say, well, although, it's the Sugar Bowl. It's a big game. Well, it's playoff or bust at Bama, let me tell you. Uh, yeah, but uh, we've seen we've seen this before. It was the BCS era. But remember that really good Michigan State team that had to play Alabama in the Citrus Bowl? And you're like, I don't think Alabama cares much about being here. They're supposed to win the national title. And they beat the snot out of Michigan State. Yeah. Like it, well, yeah. We, also, we, also, we also didn't think that people would play in this game. So that's already – yeah. Know, one, it, one it feels like it ups direction. Alabama's give a crap factor yes. considerably. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to take Alabama in this one. Uh, they are a six and a half point favorite. I think they cover Utah two and a half point favorite against Penn State in the Rose Bowl. Utah gets to play actual DBs in the Rose Bowl this year, as opposed to last year when they were so banged up. And these poor people are trying to cover Jackson Smith and Jigba. And it still was an amazing game. It, it, I was going to say it was in part because of that, that that game yeah. was. So crazy. Utah would have won easily. Are they still gonna break out those uniforms with the roses on them? Oh, I yeah. so. I love. Yeah, those. no, they're 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 going sharp I again. They're gonna look good. I Love those helmets. Um, so I just want to say, uh, I know we're gonna make picks on this game, but this is the game that I think could be the best game of the whole the whole postseason, and I'm so excited that this is this is the matchup I wanted to see. 
I think both teams care quite a bit about this. This is Utah getting back to the Rose Bowl after never playing in it back-to-back years. Penn State hasn't been there since 2016. Penn State has, first of all, trying to send off Sean Clifford on a high note, but also they have so many young players and, and a bunch of impact guys that played a true freshman. Like the fan base is excited about the future of this program and where they are. And so I think it's going to be really, really fun um, and electric and just a lot of uh, like, oh yeah, you know, I, it, Penn State, Penn State's trying to white out, right? I think they're trying to do a white out. Maybe. That's awesome. That's so, so it's going to be, it's going to be like red and white. It's going to look like the Rose Bowl logo. You know, once they do the aerial shot at the stadium, it's the last traditional Rose Bowl. It's just going to be awesome. And, um, you know, I just I'm really excited that this is the matchup. Um, I think both teams are going to play really hard, have a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Uh, It's just going to be really, really fun. So. Two big opt outs in this game, one for each team, Joey Porter Jr. for Penn State, Dalton Kincaid for Utah. But yeah, I'm with you guys. I can't wait for this. I'm going to take the Utes. I think the Utes get their Rose Bowl win to match their sweet, sweet. Helmets. I felt bad for them last year because they, they they were, they were winning by a ton at halftime. And you know, it means a lot to the people who root for that program to win one. I'm going to go with Utah too. So uh, I'm a, well, I make my pick. I'm going oh, oh, to oh. take, I'm going to take Penn state here. Um, All right. The, tr- the freshman running backs. Mm-hmm. I stars matter. Them. I, stars do matter. And Ari, they're a good, good case study for, for that because of how many, uh, impact freshman that they had that were in that recruiting class that James Franklin was really excited about. So anyway, I'm going to take Penn state. I think the future is bright, but I think the future is, is also now. So prudential, by the way, your sponsor for the Rose bowl, the, the insurance insurance. We know what they do. Exactly. The next one. Now the festivals had some interesting sponsors throughout the years. They, they had the IBM OS two. That one year where that was on the logo on the field. Uh, they had Battle Frog that one year. I still don't know what Battle Frog is or does and don't care. But now they are sponsored by Verbo. We know exactly what Verbo is, which means we're going to get the Verbo like Tebow commercial so many times during you know this what, game. You know what, though? It did teach me that it's not VRBO. I Yeah. I thought it, I thought that's how you said it this whole time until the Tebow commercial. Does it really matter how you say it as long no, as that's the no. one you go to instead of the other one? So. No, it doesn't. Uh, but I, I will say that that there, there was an effective uh, yes. commercial. <laughs> so this is the playoff. We, we, we're in the playoffs. TCU, Michigan. The Wolverines are a seven and a half point favorite. When, when last we saw them, they were in Columbus torching... Ohio State in the fourth quarter. J.J. McCarthy had his breakout game. We, he'd never been asked to really carry the offense. He needed to do it for the first three and a half quarters of, or the first two and a half quarters of this game, and he absolutely did. I just, I have a hard time picking TCU in this game, even though I love TCU and they have won every way you can win. And I don't, like, I know that Michigan is going to focus on Quentin Johnson. I think they're going to be able to get him the ball anyway, but I just think Michigan will wear them down similar to the way that Kansas state did in the big 12 title game where they just kept, kept running out. My computer is, is got like 8% battery left. So I don't know if it's like, freaking don't worry. Out we're in the playoff. Yeah. Don't, don't worry. Uh, Ari, we're just gonna yeah. cut, you're just going to cut out before the, the, I've been picks. waiting 50 minutes to get to this. And now my computer is <laughs> going to die. Um, <laughs> I think that Michigan's going to win. I don't think they're going to cover the spread. I think that TCU is a very disciplined football team with explosive playmakers um, that has won, like Andy said, in multiple ways this year from behind. Uh, exciting, not exciting. And they're too resilient of a team to just get their doors blown off of the month to prepare for a team that that you know I think they match up with. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that's well. the least likely outcome. Like if if Michigan beats them, it's I feel like it'd be close for a half or so, and then Michigan just ultimately wears them down. That feels like the more logical path for a Michigan win. What is the logical path for a TCU win? How does that work? Okay, so so I, um, I, I th- I'm with you guys. I mean, I think Michigan's going to win this game. Not sure if they're going to cover, but here is the stat that I have been 
clinging to and thinking about all all week long, okay? According to Sports Info Solutions, the Wolverines have seen opposing quarterbacks run just 39 times this season, excluding sacks and kneels, the least amount in the nation. So to me, that just says that they have not really faced anyone like what Max Duggan can do for them and designed runs and also scrambles. And that would make me nervous because we haven't really, like we saw Michigan and their pass rush and the defensive front and all these things after replacing Aiden Hutchinson, and David Ojabo, but they were mostly going against quarterbacks that weren't even really moving right. they around. Were, they, I were, mean, like, they were going as CJ Stroud, not Justin Fields. Yeah. And like, and, and like, even like Talia Tengavailoa, like didn't really run against right. Michigan. So like that would be the concerning part. And I do think that maybe people are overlooking TCU in terms of like talent defensively, all the different things. So, well, I mean, you, I think it's some of that, but it's also them doing all the things that they've done, which is just like, they don't die in these games. They come back in the second quarter. Max Duggan puts the team on his back. Like it's all of those intangibles as well. Well, the thing too, with TCU is that you also have to leave the, the opportunity open for the back door and like Michigan could be wearing them down and then they might be up by 14 or you know whatever right. with 6 minutes left in a game that they they ran away with and then TCU who never has given up all year scores a touchdown Here, with two and a half minutes left to to hook you I, I think too um the reason why we've seen so many blowouts in these semifinal games is because it's always been a team like Alabama versus Washington and though Michigan does have a stark uh, talent advantage in this game, um, you don't have a, a superpower with uh, a blue chip ratio of 99.7% uh, going against the team that got in because they won their conference. So I think that the blowout thing is kind of off the radar for me. Also, a couple other things. Uh, we've seen Michigan, Michigan settle for a lot of field goals this season. Mm-hmm. That's been a concern. They're still without Blake Corum. Obviously, they've won the biggest games of the season without him, but that is a factor. Um, and even when J.J. McCarthy has had these big passing plays like he did against Ohio State, overall stat line wasn't as impressive as you think or like it felt watching the game. He still only completed 50% of his passes in that no, game. No, yeah, he he hit so, a couple big ones in a row and it felt like a lot more. And the big so, ones he was throwing to were people who were running around wide open. I mean, right, it's right. it's not like the guy was so, out there looking I like think, Peyton Manning. So I think there's ways to talk yourself into TCU keeping this close or, or possibly, um, you know, this coming down to a final possession. I, I do think Michigan is the better team. I do think that they have been that both these teams have been second half teams in totally different ways. And Michigan has absolutely worn its opponents down and then just kind of ran the ball, throttled it. That offensive line takes a lot of pride in that. All of that I believe in. And so I do think they're going to win. You guys are in me kind of playing devil's advocate is kind of talking myself into TCU covering though. So I think I'm, I think that's where I am on this. Two possessions is a lot. I think two possessions is a lot uh, in a game that isn't Georgia versus uh, PAC 12 champion. (laughs) That makes sense. Let us move to the Chick-fil-A peach bowl. We know what Chick-fil-A does. They make delicious waffle fries. Nuggets are a prime, too. The nuggets are outstanding. I once ate 61 during a show. I don't know how long it takes uh, for them to figure out that a spicy nugget would be good. Um, I'm not sure why that's taken so long, but we'll we'll let them uh, think about that on Sunday. You were living in Columbus when they test marketed the sweet potato waffle fries. How were those? Oh, I never ate that. I never had it. You know, I know Columbus was a... It was a test market, but I never ate any of that stuff. I don't know. I, I never got around to it. It's going to be so funny when Ari's computer just dies. And, and I'm just like so excited. Is like, game is, is in this the, game, I pick. <laughs> can I go first, please? Yeah, yes, go ahead. Go, go, go. I, I think hear that if you pick Ohio State in this game, you are insane. Like, I have no idea how anybody on the face of the earth um, could sit here and look at you straight in the eyes and come up with a real rational reason why they think you could win. I think you can make a rational case that they could keep it close for three quarters, but what has Ohio State done in any walk of the season that gives you the the confidence that they could put it together? Like there's nothing, there's nothing there that would make you think that they should be able to do this. So I do think it's interesting that the spread has stayed at six and a half. Um, and if Ohio State somehow wins this football game, then we can all react to how crazy that is after. But if you pick them to win beforehand, and I'm saying it to you two, I would love to hear what you have to say is the reason for that, because I can't come up with one thing. Nicole, do you mind if I play devil's advocate here? All yours. But you don't All believe right. it. You'll just be, you're playing devil's advocate, but you don't believe it. Well, here's 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 the devil's advocate take on this. So Ohio State has played 
one and a half terrible quarters. Basically, that that last Michigan drive of the third quarter on, Ohio State was horrendous. They gave they're up, actually, yeah. They were actually, actually okay the, most of that game. They are doing fine for two and a half quarters in that game. They're not challenged through most of their schedule. Like they hadn't, they hadn't really had their as as the Georgia players were talking about having their composure tested. That was the that was the way they were, they were excusing away almost losing to Missouri, but they have not truly been tested until that Michigan game. They got punched in the mouth. They did not respond well. They had a lot of time to come back and practice and have physical practices, which Ryan Day said they did have more physical practices. Now, do I believe they were more physical than what? Michigan and Georgia were doing at the same time? No, I don't. But let's say they did more physical practices. They hit more, inside run drill more, uh, tackled more, and they are now a more fundamentally sound team that happens to have a ton of great talent. Georgia and Ohio State, probably the most similar teams in terms of what they brought in recruiting and where they're projected to go in the draft. Alabama is the only other one in that discussion right now. So potentially they learned something from that game. You know, if you, I if haven't you look seen at, Ohio State put together their talent in two years. I got you. I hear you. I, I'm with Ari on this. In just thinking, like we know the top end and if the they put it all together, high. they can play with Georgia. Uh, yes, yeah, so my, my thing is they haven't given us any single reason whatsoever to consider they're going to put it all together. Oh, I'm taking Georgia to cover in this game. Yes, I think Georgia's going to cover by a lot. Well, Georgia has been one of the teams that has blown out teams in the college football. This might there. be 7-7 or something at the end of the first quarter, but Georgia is Michigan like on the like, times table. Like how many yeah. times better? The, yeah. I, I Here, think I, 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 I also wonder... Um, and again, maybe this and goes it's in both Atlanta. Ways. Yes, it is in Atlanta. And I don't and I don't think many Ohio State fans and it's it as we're recording this, I'm in Atlanta. It's a little early. We haven't seen a bunch of people yet. I'm guessing a ton of Ohio State fans are not coming for this game. Well, they didn't think they were gonna be in it. Right. And then you get the but number one. If you're one an Ohio scene. State fan, you why would you spend money to go to right, this? Right. You're one? just gonna wait right. and see if they win and go to LA if they do. Yes. Well, you can and, drive well, to Columbus. To Atlanta, so maybe that helps. But yeah, I I just think um, I, I I'm I'm super curious as well about the idea of of being embarrassed, being losing a game where you know you you knew you needed to be tougher, you need to be more physical, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you lose that game, you think you have 365 days until you can kind of show that that's not who you are. Now it's actually one month mm-hmm. as you're going up against Georgia, whose strengths are the same as Michigan, if not better. So and they had an entire year to prepare respond? for Michigan with right, that, that same chip on their shoulder, exactly. and they didn't even have an offensive wrinkle that makes you wonder, like what, like wh- they weren't what, actual underdogs in that game. They are here, and we talked to some of the Ohio State players here about that, and they all kind of differ in how they feel about it. You know, some are like, "I've been an underdog my whole life," and I'm like, "Not since you put on Scarlet and Gray, yeah. dude." Nope, nope. You, but uh, you I, are now. What about flip, flip, flip the side? Uh, I mean, I we still concerned about the defense, and, and you know we're I talking am. about some of the the big plays JJ McCarthy had. He had not thrown. How could you not be concerned about then, their defense? Yeah, I know. I, so I, I'm I, just saying there. I, there's concerns, not just that the offense hasn't. Yeah, the whole team. In fa- yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I'm shocked that the spread has stayed under one score. Yeah, and and it's interesting because it's not like it's not like there's been a ton pouring in on either side. It, it, it seems like. For numbers I saw, people what did it are on open Georgia. at? Wasn't it? It was about this. I think right? it's like four and a half or five and a half, and then it moved to six and a half. Okay. Yeah, but it, hasn't it hasn't moved, moved much. It hasn't moved either direction. The line since. in the other game moved down, right? I think it Michigan did. It opened. was nine to seven and a half. Yeah. yeah. So I just I I think Georgia's better. I think Georgia's more prepared for this moment. I think they're the more physical team, the better coach team, the better coach team. And and look, if Ohio State does get blown out which I don't think they will. But if they do, this is going to be a miserable offseason for Ryan Day. Yeah. Like, I know every, I, I have a column in, in The Athletic that came out Thursday where I, I basically, this is a, a, a massive opportunity for Ryan Day or it could be the game he regrets for his entire life because 
They're already having an existential crisis based on what happened in the last two Michigan games. Well, there are oh. only a couple of different games that actually matter, right? right. In the in, in the way that Ohio State's and Ohio State and should never schedule. feel just happy to be anywhere. Like no. they are but, supposed but, like, to. These beat are the Georgia. games, and and I know people would be like, "Well, look at his overall record, or whatever." You or when Ari wrote about how uncomfortable it was having lost to Michigan twice for Ryan Day, but winning against basically everybody else. That's the standard mm-hmm. at Ohio State. It is beating Michigan. It is winning in the beating CFC. Michigan State and beating Rutgers and beating it's, Maryland does not release dopamine. No, <laughs> exactly. There no. are a lot of wins in there, uh, but I think Ryan Day is two or one, two and three in his five biggest games. And, at and Ohio you can't State. you can't pull the well. George is on a different level. No. You're Ohio State. You're supposed, You're supposed to be, to be the level. highest level. Yeah, yeah. and that's the that's the problem. And uh, you know, the the half glass full people will will be upset about it. But the, the issue is. Uh, you're going to be judged against the team that you're like. The thing is, is you lost to a team that you're supposed to be ahead of, right? Already, and now and you're if you playing get embarrassed a team that by a team that's supposed to be your peer, you. and then you're not your peer, then you are now looking in the mirror, wondering what is this program right now? Which is yeah. which is how coaches get uncomfortable. So and you know, and because of that dynamic, your rival may be playing for a national title as well. Yeah, and might win the national championship. Uh, yeah. I don't know if they'll win it, but. Um, you know they'll they'll be. It's kind they, of a it is a nightmare scenario for Ohio State. But there also Fans. is the small glimmer of hope that Ohio State could play Michigan in the national championship game, which I think would break televisions. Oh yeah, it would. The ratings would be incredible for that game. But think about this: if you're Ryan Day, you could either be on Sunday, one of the most hated people in Ohio, and everybody's mad at you, and everybody's gonna be mad at you for a long, long time. Or you could have beaten Georgia, and now you have the opportunity to avenge a Michigan if Ohio loss State and win the national Georgia, title. If Ohio State beats Georgia, and if you heard anything I just said for the past five minutes, it's a huge I heard if. You. I heard you. They're going to win the national title. They're going to regardless of who too. they play. Yeah. Okay. Because well. that would be a team that figured it out, and Michigan doesn't want to play Ohio State if they figure it out. That's a good. I think. I think that's a good note to end on before ours. Yeah, because Ari's computer is going to die anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I, I think you're right. Ari and I will see you after the games. Ari's at the Fiesta Bowl. I'm at the Peach Bowl. We'll give you live, well, reasonably live updates and and reaction from that game. Nicole, thank you so much for joining these pick shows this year. It has been a pleasure. Everybody listen to Power Hour with Nicole, which will continue through the offseason. And uh, I can't wait to see these games. Enjoy the games. Happy New Year. Happy Mayo Bowl.